If you enjoyed podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Better with Dr. Erica, hosted by Dr. Erica, provides support and guidance in navigating stress-related challenges to transform your relationship to self-care. Each episode arms you with the tools needed to be better, do better, and live better. There was an incredible episode that you should check out called Touch and Connections as Tools for Healing and Better Mental Health. In this episode, her guest breaks down ways to use physical touch as a form of healing for trauma and grief. Check out Better with Dr. Erica on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com. Welcome to the Nurse Wellness Podcast, empowering nurses to manage stressors so they can intentionally reconnect with their purpose, optimize their wellness, and ultimately show up in the world the way they want to be seen. I'm your host, nurse practitioner, Wendy Garvin-Mayo, your stress solution strategist. In this podcast, you'll receive actionable stress management tips, insightful interviews, and strategies that focus on inspiring you to be your best, do your best, and give your best. With that, let's get started. Welcome to the Nurse Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Wendy Garvin-Mayo, and I am so excited to be here with you today. Today, we have a special guest. Her name is Fallon Lopez. She is a certified critical care registered nurse and certified health and wellness coach and personal trainer. Fallon is also the first nurse in her Latina family, which is amazing. And Fallon has combined all things health and wellness with her nursing expertise to create her own wellness business called Are You Well? She helps nurses create healthier habits in their nutrition, fitness, and mindset patterns so they can live in whole body empowerment. I so love that mission. She also created a supportive Facebook group called the Nurse Wellness Community, where she shares weekly nutrition, fitness, mindset, and other wellness tips to support other healthcare professionals who may be short on time. Fallon currently works as a full-time infusion nurse at the Texas Medical Center. This is going to be such a dynamic discussion. I can't wait for you all to hear what Fallon and I are discussing. So sit back and enjoy this episode. Fallon Lopez, welcome to the Nurse Wellness Podcast. I'm so excited that you are here. Can we start off by you telling us a little bit about yourself? Yes, thank you so much, Wendy, for just having me on here. Just a fangirl moment. I love your podcast. <laughs> so this is so encouraging. Yeah, so a little bit about me. My name is Fallon. I'm a registered nurse, RMBSN. I'm also a critical care RN and a certified health and wellness coach. I also do some personal training. So I, I love all things health and wellness and just health, mind, body, and soul. Um, and I really want those that for healthcare heroes. That's what my purpose is here for. I started a wellness coaching business in 2019 and it quickly pivoted as COVID happened. And here I am like, let's let's do this wellness thing for all my healthcare heroes out there. So I just help them create healthier habits of their mind, body, and soul, nutrition, fitness, and definitely mindset, all of that. The holistic approach, that's, that's the way I'm, I'm living these 
Well, being a nurse, you have to say holistic, right? Because everything we do is holistic. <laughs> Sometimes we don't know. We're like, like, what? But it really is. You're right. Yes, no, definitely. So we're both in the wellness space. So I think that is awesome. We definitely align there. But what made you get into this whole health and wellness arena in 2019 and starting your coaching business? So I think one of the big things or the pivotal things that helped me kind of like, okay, something needs to change. I was working in critical care and I was pretty burnt out. Um, I felt powerless. A lot of those symptoms, that that's a symptom of burnout and moral distress. I felt like I could longer save my patients. I just felt like part of a, just like a little tiny cogwheel in this big old like machine that I had no, like no direction or I lead it or everything I did felt very powerless. Um, and so I had this moment where I was just like, okay, something needs to change. Um, and I need to look for something more. It was just like, I didn't want to do NP. I knew that wasn't for me, um, at that moment in my life, but I loved fitness. I love fitness. I love nutrition. And so I went online and I did some searching and I found a health and wellness coaching certificate and I was like what is this what is this about I was like I have no clue but I so I then I saw the personal training certification I just signed up it was like a six-month program it was easier for me to process that than doing like a whole NP program and so I went to school I was you know studying a little bit here and there you know just trying to mind my business and you know just survive nursing life um little did I know I was learning about wellness I had no clue what I was learning was wellness. And I was like, this, you know, nutrition is just fitness. Um, you know, it's just these basic things. Um, but then the wellness, I started actually practicing in my life when stressors happened. Um, you know, the loss of a relationship, um, you know, moving out of an apartment that just like, I thought that I was going to be moving and I would be married. You know, like I, I thought I was going to be in a relationship where I'd be married. And then um, just COVID happened. And then I really had to deal with my, my traumas from my past. And so I just started learning about wellness through this whole process. And it just was like, oh, it's a mind, body, and soul thing. It's not just I want to look good in a dress or I just want to wear this bathing suit or I just want to wear size zero. You know, like it's so much more. You have to heal from your past. You have to heal from your, your pain. What, and that was when I was really able to find my passion. And I was like, I want to help healthcare heroes that are feeling like me, burnt out, powerless, huge system that they, they have no like contribution to. Like, um, and so I felt like that was kind of like my wake up call. The right before 2020 happened, uh, it was like this whole, like just, the breakup, the moving, um, and COVID hit, it was just like, okay. And I got back in therapy too. And that really helped me find clarity start putting in everything that I was learning, practice what I preached. And, um, that really was some of it, <laughs> some of it <laughs> from all of that. I hope that was clear. I hope that answered your question. No, that definitely answered my question. So a couple of things I want to hit on one feeling powerless yeah. when nurses are just so powerful. Yeah. Um, and I just truly believe that we don't understand the power we have. And this pandemic has really allowed us to tap into that. I call it our added values, right? So really uncovering yeah. our added values and really shining with those and using those to change the world. So that that's first and foremost. And there's so many nurses 
um, who don't understand how much power like we have. So that's something we need to work on you and I, and we're doing that right. Kind of indirectly. And the second thing is it's so interesting that you were able to birth something so beautiful from a unpleasant experience, right? So you said the breakup, the move, the transition, and that's really how I define stress. It's really that imbalance, right? Things are going kind of good and then boom, something happens to throw you off and shift. But I, I think that is just so wonderful that you were able to um, come back so much stronger. Yeah, it's those uncomfortable things that help grow us. And in the moment, I was like, this is going to break me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I found I found it, found my passion in the end. So I'm thankful. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And you also mentioned healthcare heroes. What does that really mean to you? Yeah, I I love using heroes versus a superhero. You know, that was what they were calling us when 2020 was happening. They were like, y'all are superheroes. Y'all are, okay, we're heroes. We're, you know, making an impact, changing the world. We're, you know, we're doing what we're, you know, what we went to school for, our training, our passion, helping others, right? But we're not superheroes. We're not just inhumanly just you know, just these people that don't take breaks, that don't need time off, that don't go to the bathroom, that don't, you know, sleep or eat or, you know, we're heroes out here. Yeah, but we still need to take care of ourselves. So I, I try to take away the super part because I'm like, I'm not a, not a human, you know, I'm, I'm still human. And so I do need time off. I do need to ask for help. I do need support. A hero still needs support. Um, and that's why I like to say healthcare heroes versus just healthcare superheroes. That's just my thing. (laughs) No, thank you for clarifying that because I think when we say heroes or superheroes, people have this vision of the cape, right? And we definitely wear our capes. You know, we wear our capes, but we have to uh, take them off and, and be comfortable talking about taking them off and um, like you were saying, you know, you went to therapy. Like, I, I love that you said that you're so open about that. Uh, we don't talk about those things enough. And especially with COVID-19, I mean, you know, we're talking about burnout, stress and overwhelm. I think the general public think like this is a new phenomenon and it's absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit about uh, stress, burnout and overwhelm prior to COVID? As oh, happened? yes. <laughs> I started my business before the whole COVID thing. And it just came to light, you know, how bad, bad off we were, but I was like burnt out, ready to leave the bedside even before COVID happened. And it really was just like how I kind of was programmed. And I, and I look back at it now and I'm like, okay, so not necessarily blaming the system. Yes, the system, you know, could have had more resources. They could have less patient to nurse ratios, but at the same time, I didn't have those boundaries to protect myself. I didn't have those coping mechanisms to protect myself. And so even before COVID happened, I was still in a stressful state where, you know, my job was stressful and then things in my life, my personal life stressed me out. And so it was easy for me to go out of whack. Like you were saying before, like, you know, boom, something happens and you're like, what the heck? I'm burnt out already. Like I'm only in my twenties. Like what happened? But it it really was just like not having healthy boundaries. I was that person that always said yes. 
I hardly ever said no. And I always was like, you know, and then I felt bad about it later. And then I was resenting myself later and just, you know, definitely the bad boundaries and um, not speaking up for myself and just not knowing when to ask for help. And I think it, because of these traits that I learned from childhood, from my past being Latina, I don't know, like we have a hard time asking for help sometimes. And, you know, I grew up in a, a household where, you don't, you don't really like show your weakness, you know, you just bear it and grin and just keep going. Like, you know, life is hard sometimes, but you just push through versus like, I have power. I can make a change. I can stand up for myself, you know? So I think even before COVID happened, I, I didn't have a lot of those good coping mechanisms to help me through stressful situations, healthy boundaries, or even the support. I didn't know about mentors or like, you know, um, changing my surroundings. Like it, it, it was like, it was just set up for burnout. So if that answers your question, um, even before COVID happened. Yeah. No, that definitely answers my question. And I can relate to you, um, you know, when you talked about your family. So I'm obviously African-American. <laughs> I'm a minority as well. And my family, you know, we don't talk about emotions, you know, because it is a sign of weakness. But, you know, I'm a true believer when you get to a certain point in your life, you have to pivot and make things kind of work for you. Um, so how do you kind of thrive in your family now being the first Hispanic nurse in your family? I did read that. Um, and being in health and wellness, how do you kind of um, acclimate, so to speak, in your surroundings and, you know, interacting and communicating with your family? It's been hard. At first, it was very hard because I did have a lot of imposter syndrome. I was just like, uh, you know, my family was very proud of me. You know, you're the first nurse. You can, you know, you're going to do so good and so well. And honestly, I had a lot of imposter syndrome. And it was just until I started like loving myself and building self-confidence and like, like, okay, I can make a difference. And that all tied into this burnout, you know, the self-imposter syndrome and the no boundaries and just all of this, you know, not being in good, healthy community. Um, it just all tied into the burnout. And then once I was able to identify those things and like work through them, then I was able to see my purpose. And like now I see myself as a leader. Now I'm like, okay, I can make a change even with my family, even though they're a little hard headed, they don't want to hear it sometimes. Um, I think just showing up as that model, just showing up every day, like as my genuine self, like, okay, I'm not the, you know, normal Latino woman out there, which is, it's so wonderful, you know, the, you know, how we have so closely our traditions and, you know, we're very family based and, you know, things like that, but I'm breaking the mold. So it's different. It's different. And I'm okay with that. And I think just showing up uh, like, okay, no more imposter syndrome. It is what it is. My life is different, but I love my life. I I'm genuinely love where I'm at and, you know, just walking in that. And there's no like imposter syndrome anymore, just genuine, authentic, and just showing up as a model, you know, like our lives are, everyone's lives are different. We all bring, you know, um, our skills and our, in our, in our attributes to the table, you know, and some people's lives look different and that's okay. And, I think being okay with that first within myself has really helped me show up as the leader, as a role model for health, for self-love, for, you know, just 
hey, it's okay to be different too, you know, like, we don't have to carry on the traditions of the family, you know, like, but it's been hard. It's been super hard. <laughs> it's been so hard. Yes, totally. And I think once you start seeing yourself as a leader, like you said, you show up authentic- authentically like yourself and people will just start to respect you, even your family, right? The people who were raising you, right? Because you're just different and you kind of stand in that. If there's someone listening right now who um, is in nursing, feeling burnt out, feeling stressed, and they have a problem with boundaries, because that's a huge problem in our profession, what's one thing they can do today to make that shift in terms of developing boundaries? Yes. And it's something that I struggle with definitely to this day, but it's become easier. And I'll tell you what somebody told me the other day when I was like, how do I, how do I show up authentically like myself? How do I show up, you know, and speak my truth? And it it all starts with ourselves, you know, and knowing that we matter, like our voices, what we do, who we are as a person, we all have a plan and a purpose. What we do matters. You're, You're not just walking around like some aimless person in the world. There's a reason why you started nursing, go back to your why, remind yourself of your why, if that means, you know, cutting off the TV tonight and journaling, you know, um, picking up a nursing book and yourself, like, I love nursing, or even to a community, because I know sometimes um, nurses, we can, you know, we can groan and moan, and we can, like, kind of, like, just bash the whole situation or the whole you know entity the whole everything about healthcare but we don't come up with solutions get around people that are more like-minded that are like okay I I can change I want to change and I have power and I I can do it you know like get around positive influences if it means joining a group on Facebook Instagram like yours or like mine or like listening to a podcast, like the one that we're on out, like changing your surroundings, I think really helps too. And it just helps you remember like, what's my why again? And I think that helped me a lot. Like just, I'm in, I'm doing this for a reason. I have a purpose. There's a plan. Um, and I'm not just like out here, just aimlessly walking around. No, there's a reason why I'm in healthcare. And I think just reminding yourself of that um, can really help you if you're feeling burnt out. Yes, I love that going back to your why. And one thing I would really love to do, and maybe we can collaborate on this at some point, I would really like to do a survey to figure out when nurses make that pivot. Because you know, when you start a new job, you get into this, you're so excited. You're so, you know, this thing, you know, when does that change? Like, when do you start pivoting and like, oh, I can't do this. I'm stressed. Like, what happens? Like, I wonder if people can remember when that pivot happened. And I think, and this is my hypothesis, that it's the environment. It's who you surround yourself with. Because you get sucked into all that negative energy, that negative behavior. Um, So yeah, I totally agree with you. And one thing I also try to let nurses know is that this time of COVID being in this pandemic is definitely a time to pivot and be the leader and show up show up because people are definitely waiting on you um, to, you know, have an influence on our profession. Um, And I'll just say this, and I would love to get your feedback on this. I did a talk this weekend talking about nurse burnout and stress, the stress crisis, as I call it in our profession, and how it's just widening the um, nursing shortage gap. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? You have any thoughts on what we can do as a profession to really try to close that gap? I know with COVID, people are leaving the bedside. People are even just leaving the profession. I mean, you know, I've heard of nurses um, just actually leaving without a job. So you know things are really bad. But do you have any ideas on 
what we can Oh, I just on. love you bringing this up. This question is so good. And I think I finally, like, I've, I've, I've gone back and forth, like, what does it mean? What, what can we do to help this shortage? But honestly, it needs to get short. Things to get to a dire situation for things to change. And I really, like, we're going to collaborate on this, <laughs> but if nurses, like going back to what you said before, we need to remember our power. We need to remember that we can make a change. And what does that mean? We have choices. If the workload, if the sick people just keep coming in, nothing changes in healthcare, we have to remember, hey, we, we have choices. We can make a difference. And if you're feeling like overwhelmed, like what can you do differently? What can, I want to get back to preventative care. There are things outside the bedside that can still make a difference, like that preventative care. Let's go back to teaching our, our love for what we thought nursing was going to be, right? Like we thought we were going to be doing something totally different than what we are now. So let's get back to that. What does that look like for you? Is it leaving the bedside? Is it going to clinic, starting your own practice, going back to school? What, what does that look like for you? And I think when nurses, you know, once we realize like, hey, we have choices, doesn't have to be at the bedside. Where are we going next? That's when the healthcare system is going to realize, oh yeah, we need to do something different. But at the same time, what if we reduce the population coming into the bedside? Like, what if we reduce the amount of sick people that care because we're doing lifestyle changes, we're teaching, we're helping them eat healthier, exercise more, deal with their stress, you know, go to therapy, you know, things like that. What if we put more emphasis on that side versus the bedside? Just that quick band-aid fix. And I'm just, I'm just thinking out loud here. <laughs> I think we call that critical thinking. <laughs> what can we do differently? <laughs> that is awesome. And one thing I'll add is we need to be in DC. We need to be at the table where these decisions are being made or at the table in our institution. So I think you even said it, you know, we have to uh, stop bitching and moaning, so to speak, and be the change maker. So be at the table, be in the, you know, the C-suite with your scrubs yeah. on or your lab jacket or whatever, but people up there are making the decisions that's impacting what we can and cannot do. So yes. we definitely we need, need to, to change the model. We need to change the model of healthcare. And once we like, we, we can be part of it. We have the knowledge, like the critical care, thinking skills, all of this, we have it. We need to put it in place. We need to shift. We need to pivot. Where, where can we start creating bills? You know, right. They, that's how, they get past if we have the right wording or the right, what are we going to do? How are we going to change healthcare? And so, yeah, we're working on that. It's coming. It's coming, Wendy. Yeah, it's yeah. Coming. <laughs> but this is the thing. Our nurses need to be well and really manage their stress in order to tap into that. Because exactly. if we're stressed, we're burnt out, we're overwhelmed. Even though we may have the capability, we can't utilize those skills. You know what I mean? So it, yeah. it comes full circle. So, you know, what we're doing, I think we're right on track, but I love your idea of, you know, concentrating on preventative medicine to keep people out of the hospital, right? So possibly, you know, that can definitely close the gap. So I, I definitely love that. And we definitely have to collaborate on something, whether it's a paper yeah. or, so oh. I want to go back to your program. So are you yeah. well is the, is the program. Tell us a little bit about that and tell us about this event you have coming up to celebrate your community Yes, yes, yes. So like you said, we have to sometimes like we can have all these ideas and what we want to do, but how do we really gain that? And it 
for me in my journey, it has been coming back to those basics. I'm the habits queen. How are you taking care of yourself physically? What are you putting into your body? What are you, you know, absorbing from television or your music or what are you doing daily? Are you exercising? Are you moving your body? Like, and not just like strict diets, not just like overworking yourself to fit a size zero. Like, what are you doing to nourish your body? Those whole body health strategies. That's that's how I help my clients. Fitness, nutrition, and of course mindset. You know, tapping tapping into those limiting beliefs that we grew up with at, from children. Like, what is holding you back? Being healthy is hard. Being healthy costs money. What are those things that are holding you back from like, okay, I can live in whole body health. I don't have to just be a size zero to be in healthy or to be well. Like, what does it mean to be well, right? Um, and so that's a little bit about my program, the overall program. So I have 12 weeks and six weeks. And we work through this foundation, this um this six-week program, we address those three areas, the, the fitness, the nutrition, and the mindset, just a whole body approach to any goal that you have. So I have those programs. And then I also have a Facebook community celebrating our one-year anniversary. And I just love that, Wendy, we got, that's how we got introduced because of our, our communities and the wonderful work that we're both doing to support each other. Like, Nurse wellness is so important. I think that's where this idea come from. came from. It was just like a idea for support group. And then I was just like, let's do it. And I just formed a group and people started getting in. And I just started inviting people. And so nurses want that. We want this holistic approach to our goals. And so just starting this um, community has been like a like just a passion project of mine. And, you know, we address all things, like all uh, areas of the wellness model. You know, there's the financial, the spiritual, the physical, the emotional, the social health. We just talk about it all. And um, definitely, I'm going to have you on there as well. Wendy's going to be at our um, our one year anniversary celebration. The Nurse Wellness Community turns one. It's happening August 27th. We're going to have a whole panel of wellness advocates Wendy is going to be a part of it. She's been so gracious to grace the stage with me. So I'm super excited to have that. We're going to talk about wellness, how to keep up our wellness during these times, and what are ways that we can actually do it in our lives. We'll have free giveaways. I have a friend that's uh, leading us through a yoga stretch, a yoga flow that day. So it's going to be super exciting. Um, we also have merchandise. I just started selling shirts. It's called Growing and Glowing into 2021, 22 and beyond. That's our whole thing. One year anniversary. Yeah. So super excited about that. Thank you for letting me share. <laughs> yeah. And how can people tap in if they want to attend this event? Is there a registration? Yes. So we're on Eventbrite. So um, I can send you the link afterwards, but it's the Nurse Wellness Community under Eventbrite. And I can add you uh, at the link afterwards so people can uh, attend. Um, you can also just go to my Instagram, Instagram page or on my Facebook page. And I have a link tree and it's all the information there under my link tree as well. Awesome. Well, this has been so wonderful, Fallon. And before we leave, I have to take you through a rapid fire. Is that okay? Oh, yeah, you're rapid fire. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> all right. So finish these sentences or just answer with the first thing that comes to your mind. So wellness means? Wellness means? Whole body health. I know I'm stressed when? I know when I'm stressed, when it's hard to wake up in the morning. <laughs> yes. My go-to stress management solution is? Oh, there's so many good things. 
my morning routine for sure. Just waking up on time, uh, like, at, you know, like 7 a.m. Just when the house is quiet to like read. I do my Bible, Bible devotional, I journal, drink some tea, and I just like don't run on anybody's time. That's like my yes, I love that. One thing I learned about myself during the COVID-19 pandemic is I'm stronger than I think. <laughs> yes. And the last one, what's the last book you read? Oh yes. So I'm reading um several. Well, does audiobook counts? Absolutely. Okay, so the seven habits of a highly functional. Let me look it up. I'm starting several. Oh my gosh, this is so funny. Seven habits of highly effective people. And then there's thank you for rejecting me. Sexless in the city. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, got a variety there. <laughs> yes, you have to. Single girl, single world I love it, Fallon. Well, is there anything else, any parting words for our audience who's listening before we officially wrap up uh, this wonderful discussion? Yes. I mean, mostly I just want nurses and healthcare people to know like we have an impact, we're not powerless. And, you know, if you want that clarity, seek, start by seeking the clarity first within yourself. Start with those daily habits. What do, what do you do on a daily? It really defines you. Start there. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Fallon. It was wonderful uh, chatting with you. And I'm sure I'll see you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave a review. Between episodes, you can follow the Nurse Wellness Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Before you go, I would love to share a free mindfulness ebook with you. Go to stressblueprint.com backslash 35 and download your free copy. Until next time, go out and be your best, do your best, and give your best. If you enjoyed podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Better with Dr. Erica, hosted by Dr. Erica, provides support and guidance in navigating stress-related challenges to transform your relationship to self-care. Each episode arms you with the tools needed to be better, do better, and live better. There was an incredible episode that you should check out called Touch and Connections as Tools for Healing and Better Mental Health. In this episode, her guest breaks down ways to use physical touch as a form of healing for trauma and grief. Check out Better with Dr. Erica on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com.